you're sitting there saying, but you made that choice. Well, yeah, you did, but you really didn't because your chemicals, the dopamine is really pushing you there just like it was a drug addiction. This week, learn how to cheat-proof your marriage with a little help from Dr. Karen Sherman. Yep, and she even dropped some science. Stay tuned. Summer's over and school's back in session, but we have something to celebrate. The Hitched Wine Club is giving away a free bottle of Nottingham wine to each new member. And yeah, Nottingham is a really nice bottle of wine. This, of course, is just the first of many amazing bottles that you'll get every month, and always at a great price and 100% guaranteed. You'll also get information on the winery, recipes, and exclusive date night ideas with each shipment. We have a membership level for every couple, from puppy love to soulmates. Reconnect over a bottle of wine tonight that was picked out just for you from the only wine club designed for couples. Visit hitchmag.com and click the wine club link. Cheers! Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and I'm joined with the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. It's so nice to be back with you. It's always great to have you on. Uh, So for those tuning in for the first time, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. Uh, Karen is also the host of her own radio show on the Sex Talk radio network called Your Empowered Relationships. And it is uh, new episodes air every Wednesday. So be sure to tune into that. Uh, But today you have uh, joined jumped over onto this podcast, Karen, um, to talk about how to cheat-proof your marriage. Um, We have started kind of going through what people are searching for answers on, and we're going to try to answer those questions. Uh, So uh, we've had quite a few people uh, searching for something along the lines of cheat-proofing your marriage um, and how to cheat-proof your marriage. So the, the I guess the first obvious question I want to ask is, shouldn't be being married be enough of a cheat proof? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, then. Looks like we got a long conversation ahead of us. <laughs> you know, aside from serial players, what I want to say is I really don't think that most people leave that morning and say, today I'm going to start an affair. Most affairs happen by accident. They happen um, because there might be some problems in the marriage. And for those people who've been betrayed, hearing those words is probably going to sound like I am just the most horrible person in the world. Um, But the truth of the matter is, as I said, that most people are really not thinking Uh, They get involved. It happens slowly. It happens without realizing it's happening. Um, A lot of affairs happen, I hate to say it, at work. Um, A lot of affairs are occurring because of Facebook. Um, A lot of times it happens just by accident because um, either there is, you know, a definite problem in the marriage or just because 
the marriage is not getting enough. The relationship in the marriage is just not getting enough attention. Okay. Uh, and, you know, when you I'm a, I'm reading into the fact that somebody's actually doing this search in the first place. Um, because there has to be some thought process to it. I mean, people in just a happy relationship, they're not just randomly searching how to cheat proof your marriage. Um, so reading into that a little bit, um, I'm going to segue into my next question, which is what can you do if your spouse has cheated on you, uh, back before you were married when, back when you were dating? Well, that's a problem. You know, I mean, if, if, the person was doing that when you were dating, then to me, that's a red flag. Um, you know, I think that part of the dating process, whatever you want to call it these days, part of getting to know a person is to see where there are potential problems. So, you know, let's expand it. How does, and whether it be male or female, mm -hmm. how does the person treat the important members in their extended family? How do they treat wait staff? Um, how are they as far as the way they spend money? There's a whole bunch of information that you get about people as you get to know them um, in the long run, not the short run, the long run, because they're not putting their best foot forward. So if your mate has cheated on you while you're dating, that's a big red flag for me, because if they're doing it then, then I think that that really says to you that there's a real strong possibility it's going to happen after you're married as well. And and uh, kind of segueing off that a little bit or uh, connecting the dots, uh, this same, a similar situation could arise if, uh, or the questions could arise if the person you are now married to um, comes from a divorce where they, they cheated in a previous marriage. Uh, I mean, that's another possibility and we know that situation exists. Well, yeah, because that's what's been demonstrated as a way of, quote, coping or dealing with certain situations. That's what's been modeled. Um, you know, a lot of times when people see certain um, situations in their parents, they will do the direct opposite. You know, I don't want that. And so they won't do certain things. But a lot of times when I'm first meeting a couple, I will ask, tell me about your family of origin, because I immediately get information that lets me know what they're bringing into the relationship that they are presently involved with as well. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you, I mean, you're absolutely correct, and the statistics bear it out. If you come from a divorced family, you're more likely than someone who is not coming from a divorced family uh, to get divorced yourself, um, and uh, the infidelity would seem to fall in line with that. But I'm saying if. If you and your spouse, your current spouse, um, if, if this is a remarriage for you mm -hmm. and in your previous relationship, your previous marriage, you had cheated on that spouse. And I know a lot of people out there will justify it like, well, we were already we were already done or we had grown apart or whatever excuse they want to uh, put on it. Um, it. It doesn't negate the fact that they they had an affair, which could affect the 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 mindset of their of their current husband or wife. Yes, I'm sorry. I misunderstood the question, Steve. I see what you're saying. And and you know, I'm going to say on that one it depends, okay? I wouldn't necessarily say absolutely if the person that you're now marrying for, you know, it's a second marriage, it's a remarriage. Yes. Did it on their first person, their first marriage. 
that you absolutely disregard that person. I want to know a lot of details, though, about what the circumstances were. If it was a one-time situation, you know, once, you know, it happened once and it was really because the marriage was awful, you, the marriage was basically over, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and everything else about this person, including their history prior to the first marriage, is clean, then, I, then I'm going to say, okay, fine. And everything about this person seems trustworthy, fine. But if in that marriage, um, that was their way of coping with difficulty, then again, that's a red flag for me. Yeah, okay. Um, so, I mean, what specific things might a person do if they're having these concerns uh, to cheat-proof their marriage? Well, you know, I'm a big advocate of being preventative. Um, and so, you know, I, I feel badly because I'm hoping that we have people who are constantly listening to our podcast and they're going to say, oh, there she goes again with the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the most important thing that you can do for your relationship is make it a priority. And so what does that look like? It looks like making sure that you have date nights, making sure you check in with each other um, to find out how you're doing. You know, I worked with a couple recently where the guy said, I've been unhappy and I've been unhappy for years. And I let my mate know, you know, that I was unhappy. Well, the way he let her know, in one case, the way he let her know was to say, you ought to get a babysitter. I had another couple come in this week where it turned out he said, well, no, I really didn't let her know. I was just unhappy. I suffered silently. Um, that's not a good thing. You know, you, you need to let each other know if you're starting to feel unhappy. You don't wait until it's totally broken. Um, so speaking up is, is a really important thing. Um, and so you don't wait until it gets to the point where you're hanging on a thread kind of thing. But again, doing little things along the way to let each other know that you matter is going to be what's going to cheat proof your relationship. Um, because that's what a relationship is about feeling like you matter. Mm -hmm. You know, you brought up, uh, at the beginning of this conversation, you kind of just tossed it in there and I want to pick it up if I can. Uh, you mentioned that Facebook was one of the, Mm -hmm. one of the reasons that a lot of people are getting divorced. Um, and I'd like to expand upon that just a little bit, uh, because it's, I think it's, you know, not quote unquote Facebook, but really the connections, to perhaps old flames or people that, right. that was an attraction in the past that is, you know, usually those relationships dissolved just because we couldn't, it was too difficult to maintain those, that, those connections from the past. But now it's as easy as clicking the like button. Um, right. I'm, I'm glad you picked up on that because I, I want to expand on that. That's a really important uh, piece. Certainly Facebook has made it easy to reconnect. Now there's two different things I want to say. Number one, You might not need to look for those connections if you felt your marriage was going well. That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. The second thing is that there's an actual biological explanation for why the attraction on Facebook is so powerful. Because what happens is when you reconnect, you are brought back to those positive memories that you had back in high school. And all of a sudden, there's an actual, excuse me, an actual neurological uh, chemical thing that goes on where the memory 
is of all those nice things that were going back on in high school, you're not remembering why you broke up or that she was so annoying or that he was such a control freak or whatever else. Your brain is now releasing chemicals associated with the positive memories. Now, you bring that against the backdrop of not feeling connected to your present mate, the reality of your life, which is the bills and the kids screaming and you know all that other stuff, all of a sudden that looks damn good, which is of course what an affair is about also, which is you know the fantasy, it's mm -hmm. not real life. So that, the combination of those two makes that really, really powerful. And um, Scott Holzman, who I'm sure you know, Dr. Yeah. Scott Holzman, just wrote um, a wonderful book about um, surviving affairs. And he talks about a flame addiction. But again, there's a big biological attraction that it's almost like chemicals go off in your brain that are similar to a drug addiction that you though you don't really want to touch the flame, you are biologically drawn to it. And so, you know, if you've been betrayed, you're sitting there saying, but you made that choice. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you did, but you really didn't because your chemicals, the dopamine is really pushing you there just like it was a drug addiction. Mm -hmm. so, so you're not really thinking. You're, you know, even though you're making a choice, you're not really clear thinking. Yeah. And you brought up a couple interesting things there. The the first you, you, you talked about how it's, it's a fantasy and you're, and you're right because people don't, particularly on, on Facebook, uh, you know, when they post pictures, for example, they're not posting all <laughs> their pictures. They're posting uh -huh. the best pictures that make them look the best. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, of course people get on Facebook and they'll make complaints or whatnot, but most people get on Facebook and talk about the great things that are happening in their lives, not right. the, the, the doldrums and, and struggling to get by day by day or whatever it may be. And so the reality right. that's presented is, is far from reality. Um, True. And and the other one thing I was going to touch upon is uh, you mentioned uh, Dr. Scott Holtzman. Uh, we I'm, I'm so glad you brought his book up, um, Surviving Infidelity. We actually um, have posted an excerpt of his book up on the on the website, and specifically the excerpt is on flame addiction. So. Yeah. <laughs> If you, if you want to read more about flame addiction, uh, a little more insight into it, uh, do a little search on the website for flame addiction, and we have a we have a little excerpt for you. Um, okay, so uh, you you talked a little bit about the preventive maintenance. Um, now, when it comes to cheat proofing your marriage, uh, part of that is complacency. So I'm assuming it it's pretty easy then to get too complacent in where your relationship sits. Oh, absolutely. And that's a, that's a killer. That's an absolute killer. You know, complacency goes with boredom. And I read a very interesting little article the other day that was saying that to counteract that, all you need to do is little things like notice, oh, you're wearing a new outfit today. Oh, you, you've um, changed your hair a little bit or, you know, but, but to be mindful and pay attention again to the little things because that sparks the brain. We have so much research now about how much our brain has to do with, you know, what happens in our life. So that little noticing and the mindfulness 
actually will get the brain feeling like, oh, this is new, and that will help to counteract the boredom or the complacency. So I, you know what I love? I, I love about um, all this research that's coming out because it, it shows how simple it can mm-hmm. be to, to, to break up the monotony. It doesn't take these big, grand weekend getaways where they come home and the bags are packed. I mean, it's, it's like cooking a diff, different meal than the night before, uh, That's you, you know, trying something very small and simple to just break up that like routine of, okay, it's Friday. So we're going to order the same pizza. That's right. Well, if you're going to order the same pizza, at least put a different topping on it. That exa- Right. Exactly. Or stuff the, the crust or something, you know? Uh, <laughs> um, so now if you're doing this search and you have these concerns that your spouse is thinking of cheating, uh, and and this is not we're not talking about you you found out your spouse is cheating this is if you're if you're thinking that your spouse has had these thoughts or maybe you've caught them flirting on facebook for example you know they haven't really taken it too far but it's starting to raise some some of those red flags that you were talking about what should be your first response well i guess there's two things you can do you can be direct and say you know First of all, okay, let me start this way. If you ever attack somebody, the most normal thing to do is to become defensive and to deny it. And if you go and say to somebody, I've been noticing X, Y, and Z behavior, and I think that, you know, you're uh, flirting or you're you're doing certain things that are questionable, how many people are going to say, yeah, you're right, you caught me? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's just not going to happen. So I think that with anything, you're always better off saying, you know, it's probably just, you know, that I'm exhausted or probably that we haven't just had enough time with each other. But I'm just sort of feeling like, you know, we need to be doing more things with each other and we pay more attention. In other words, don't don't, um, you know, blame it on the other person because it's just not going to go anywhere good. So. I might do it that way, or I might just really try to um, increase the kind of stuff that really is paying attention to the other person. Now, that may tick a couple of people off, but I want you to know that a lot of times I do marital counseling with one person, and if one person really works really hard, the other person starts to change in response. It's based on action reaction. That's Mm -hmm. my trademark kind of little thing. And people then say, generally the women say, well, why should I have to be the one that he initiates? And I'm tired. However, I'd like to reframe it. It's empowering. You can take charge of this thing. You have the ability to turn it around and it works. So you can get yourself all upset about it, or you can start to sort of take a deep breath and say, okay, what can I do based on the stuff that I used to do, that we used to do in this relationship, and put that into high gear, and let's see if we can turn it around. And if it doesn't, then you can go and you can say, you know, I really care about us. I care about this marriage. I've been doing X, Y, and Z. I'm a little concerned that it hasn't been working. Is there a problem? Is, you know, something going on? I think I'd go for that. Mm-hmm. I would do it that way. So, so start first by, by trying to make those small changes yourself 
mm-hmm. and see if that kind of sways things and then do the direct approach, uh, but not in an accusatory manner, just That's- that, you know, you're noticing certain things that, you, you know, you'd really like to strengthen the bond that you guys have kind of a thing. That's right. And out of a concern, is something going on? Are you not feeling well? Are you stressed at work? But something's not not really connecting between us. I think we need to, you know, look at that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's interesting because I know, um, I know certain people in terms of uh, with the concerns about cheating, they and their spouse will share a Facebook account, for example, mm-hmm. so that anything that is posted, they both have direct and immediate access to. Yes. Um, and that's one way that they have, um, you know, they're just comfortable using that medium. Yes. Uh, so, you know. Yeah. Well, that, Steve, is one example of, in general, what you what you want to do to cheat proof, which we weren't talking about, or at least I wasn't addressing in practical terms. Sure. You don't want to keep secrets. You want to use the rule of thumb that, you know, if there's, if you're talking to somebody of the opposite sex, that would you say to this person, whatever you're saying to this person, would you say it in front of your spouse? Yeah. You wouldn't, then don't, mm-hmm. you know, and you want to be able to express or share anything with your mate that has gone on and not feel uncomfortable. So those are little, you know, um, rules to go by, uh, but certainly, you know, uh, having an open account where both of you can, you know, see what's going on is certainly falls under that umbrella. Yeah. And, and we're not saying this is the right way or the wrong way to do it. Just that I, I personally know people who do it this way and it makes them feel uh, more comfortable with the situation. Right. Uh, but we could we could honestly fill up an entire podcast about etiquette rules of dealing with technology and specifically social media if we wanted to. Uh, but uh, that's 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 for another time. Yes. Um, but uh, any any final tips or uh, are we good for this week? Well, the only thing I want to say in regard to this area is I think that a lot of people, first of all, are look at other people where affairs have occurred and say, you know, I would throw the person right out. And and please don't judge other people because you never know until you're in that situation. I can't tell you how many couples I work with where the person says, I never thought I'd find myself in this situation and I'm willing to work on my marriage. Mm-hmm. So please don't judge. The second thing is that I really want people to know that marriages can be healed. It takes work but they can absolutely be healed. And very often, uh, it's not a one, two, three process, it's work, but very often the marriage is a lot stronger than it was prior to the uh, incident. So I do want to leave people with that hope. Yeah, we, we've talked about that in the past, which seems um, counterintuitive, but you're right, because it, when there is an incident like that, when there is that breaking point where somebody uh, goes off off uh, off the reservation a little bit, um, what it does is it forces you to address all the issues that led them to that place. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you do that work to, to come back together, you're that much stronger because all of a sudden you've now addressed all those issues right. that led to that cheating, uh, or whatever may have occurred. So there is hope. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. So thank you so much. Okay. 
Uh, but that's going to do it for us this week. So thank you, Karen. Um, it's always a pleasure to have you on. And I, I, I particularly love all the little um, practical uh, bits of information you're able to inject from, from your personal experience of people coming into your practice and, and sharing what they're going through. Because I feel like that adds a lot of value and color to what we're saying here and, and in, it's more inclusive for people so they don't feel like they're the only ones who may be experiencing some of these issues. So thank you for always doing that. Very well. Uh, so before you guys tune off, I want to remind you, uh, you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. Uh, Karen is also the author of the uh, Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. Uh, Karen has a new program out called From Fight to Foreplay, and you can get more information at the website from fight to foreplay.com and that is all spelled out uh, and if you go there now you can get a free CD of information to get you started so do not wait uh, as I mentioned at the top uh, Karen is also the host of her own radio show it's on the sex talk radio network the show is called your empowered relationship and new episodes air every Wednesday uh, you can follow uh, Karen at uh, Dr. Karen Sherman on Twitter. Uh, you can get more information at her website, drkarensherman.com. You can, uh, Karen is on Facebook. Uh, I am on Facebook. So you and your spouse, whether you share an account or you have your own individual accounts, uh, follow us on Facebook. <laughs> uh, we are on Facebook, facebook.com slash hitch. Uh, I am on Twitter at hitch media. Uh, we're also on Google Plus, Tumblr, Pinterest, all those other fabulous social media outlets so one last time thank you so much karen my pleasure see, see you next time okay take care everybody the world is ours tonight the world is ours tonight